Blog Talk Radio. Welcome home, you Renaissance people. Today, okay, last week we went over symptoms versus causes on shoulder, elbow, and wrist injuries. Uh, this time it's going to be hip, knee, and foot issues. And it's literally the lack of critical thinking. So, because I'm, I'm, we've done um, issues on, on hip, hip replacements, and the data behind it on knee, uh, injuries, how to regenerate the meniscus, how to foot, how to restore the arch, and what bunions are. So this is kind of a general synopsis. Um, what's interesting is our videos are now being censured. Okay, so that means that um, the last two videos, and, and it's something because I do a lot of talking uh, about vaccines, vaccine science, the lack thereof, uh, the health of our population, how our population is getting sicker, and it's not because we're getting older. So I use a lot of controversial data. The two videos that, <laughs> that they uh, are starting to censor are the most recent ones on symptom versus cause. And I'm just talking about how there's a lack of critical thinking in the medical care um, because they're not looking at the true cause. So I just got a mug today, and it was a gift from some patients from Texas. But it has a saying on it, and I want, I want to share this with you. This is totally cool. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. <laughs> is that a cool quote? Well, quote. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. So forced medical procedures without informed consent, uh, resistant, it is your duty to resist this. Do not comply. Uh, So let's look at hip, knee, and foot health today. What we're going to look at is the three things that are ignored or not really looked at. Neurogenic or compromised nerves in the spine leading to altered biomechanics or an adaptive response. Vascular, this means if you have a toxic deficient lifestyle, you might not have healthy blood flow. And mechanical, literally distortions of the spine, of the lumbar, of the pelvis, of the lower extremity, leading to all sorts of different problems. So what we're going to do is look at how bodies repair. Now, what typically you're going to be told by by a doctor, and this could be foot, knee, hip issues, that, you know, it's just wearing out. You know, you're just getting older. And that's completely not true because I've got, I'm going to use a number of different examples, but I want to show you uh, what a normal hip-like look like and what an abnormal hips look like. So what's, what's the cause of deterioration? Where well, I'm going to tell you, it has altered biomechanics, so altered nerve supply and altered blood supply. It's really important when you're looking at the hip, um, let's look at the biomechanics. You've got a, a socket where the bone is going into. So you get the femur or leg bone going in there, and it's called the acetabulum. Now, there's surrounding this, there's a joint capsule. There's um, synovial fluid production. So the, the health of the blood is vital because it has a lubricant inside, and that lubricant gives nutrients to the cartilage and, it, I mean, literally all the structures involved. <clears throat> so the hip joint, just like the knee and the foot, are like an encapsulated um, biomechanical structure. 
So the health of the blood is vital. So why would somebody have one hip wear out and one hip not wear out? Well, it has to do with compromised blood supply and nerve supply. Now, just to throw the joints wear out argument, I've got uh, a patient who I'm going to put up, professional football player for over 20 years, um, a couple of Super Bowls. He's 59 years old, still runs like crazy, still exercises. I mean, this guy is a rock. Um, I, I mean, just super, super healthy. And I'm going to show you a picture of his knees. So you're talking um, uh, a very, very tough guy, run all the time, I mean, getting hit all the time, and his joints are freaking beautiful. Okay, I just want to shout out to him. And also, what I'm going to show is a couple of um, x-rays of people who were born with deformed hips. And that's what's unusual. See, if you have a deformation of the hip, even as a little kid, the body's going to adapt. Now, this gal made it over 50 years without any type of joint pain. And I'm going to show some biomechanics where her body literally adapted to this deformed hip. And, and I mean, we're talking, she rides horses, she, you know, um, full, vibrant life, okay, with a destroyed hip. And and it's it's interesting, too, because then that kind of changes the idea of what we look at when we're talking about hip replacements. So it's not just the bone coming together, it's how the body um, is functioning. And I'm going to show you that a lot of times uh, that an orthopedic surgeon is utilizing an MRI, but they're not looking at the actual x-ray. And they're not looking at distortions in the x-ray or the altered mechanics. And this is the key. See, when you're looking at biomechanics or literally how the body actually works, and that that's what biomechanics is is the how the how the the body functions and i'm going to show you a patient who had her hip replaced and i told her i really wish you wouldn't because she didn't need it but she didn't have time to devote to regeneration and um she went with the 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 person who has cultural authority in our environment and that is uh the medical world so I'm going to show you what a damaged hip looks like and what a restor hip restoration looks like. Uh, in fact, I've got a belly dancer who's just a doll. This gal is amazing. And you're going to see she has a distorted hip where it is distorted. However, when you're looking at hip distortion, it's not just just like with knee and with foot distortions. It's not just that area involved. You've got to look at the associated biomechanics. And when we're looking at hip, we've got to look at the pelvis. So pelvic stability. We have to look at the biomechanics of the foot. Is there bunion formation? So it's not just that the hip area looking at the hip. Because we've had a number of people come in who have had hip replacements. And guess what? They still have hip pain. So we need to look at the entire structure, even though uh, we're focused in on hip pain. You have to look at, at the contributing factors to that altered biomechanics.
number one is looking at the spine. Uh, if you look at L2, or the second lumbar nerve, and this is right at the junction of the rib cage and low back, these nerves come out and supply the hip. So does that mean that long-term spinal dysfunction, altering nerve supply to the joint, can negatively affect the joint? Absolutely. So we're going to go over how the body distorts and changes shape of that hip in order to stabilize it. And when you look at um, the changes, okay, and these are going to be changes that you're going to see in patient after patient after patient of minimal, minimal changes in the structure, but huge changes in the symptoms. So, so what do I mean by that? Well, when you look at changes, if you're taking an x-ray of a joint and the doctor says it's bone on bone, is it really bone on bone or uh, is it impression of that? See, you're looking at an, on an x-ray a three-dimensional object in two dimensions. You're actually looking through one aspect of bone, through the back half of the bone, and you're only looking at the top of the socket uh, that's on FOSS. And think of this. If you're holding a pencil and you hold it um, lengthways where you can see the eraser on one side and the point on the other, it looks like a long you know, pencil with an eraser on one side and a point on the other. However, if you turn that thing on FOSS, where you're just looking down the eraser, and that's what you're going to see, it'll look like a circle. And so we're taking a, a hip joint that goes into a socket, and we're only looking at the roof of the socket, and the x-rays are blowing through the first part or the front part of that socket and blowing through the back part of the socket. So we're isolating what the femur bone or the hip bone looks like. And I'm going to show a couple of examples of how that bony distortion can give the assumption by the doctor. And how do you spell assume? An ASS out of UME? That's right. So they're assuming that it's bone on bone when actual fact, if you have an unstable hip joint, that's going to slam against the back half of the acetabulum or the joint and slam against the front half, and the body is going to distort based on the force loading. There's a law called Wolf's Law. Bones lay downwards, needed resorb where it's not, and it's, it's literally can thicken that bone to where it appears that it's bone on bone, but it's really the entire hip structure is changing in order to stabilize an unstable segment. And I'm going to bring up a couple of um, case studies. So I'm going to show some x-rays tonight. And those x-rays are really cool. One of, you know, I'm going to show the 59-year-old Super Bowl winning um, a biologic machine. And this guy, this guy is, he's, he's, I don't want to reveal his name, but he is just a bitchin', bitchin' guy. You know when you meet someone and you just like him? That's this guy, Okay super famous celebrity, and i got to tell you, a down-home guy that's just right on. Um, so let's look at why joints or how they, they get destroyed. Well, number one thing, when you're looking at uh, what are the therapies for this? For one, if you have hip pain 
and you're going to, say, the standard medical doctor, what are they going to do? They're going to look at the hip. Are they going to look at the biomechanics of the knee or the foot or the pelvis? No. Are they going to give you a medication to solve the issue of that knee, foot, hip? Absolutely. They're going to give you a non anti-inflammatory, which literally destroys joint cartilage. It increases, um, heck, there's psychological damage from this stuff. There's damage to the intestinal tract. It can increase leaky gut. I mean, to treat joint pain with um, with a, a drug is so ignorant of the function of the drug or the function of the body, it's mind-blowing. So now let's look at the SI, or sacral iliac joint, because first, when you have damage to the hip, and it could be a direct trauma, it's going to alter the mechanics. That means you're not going to be walking correctly. So we have to look at the sacral iliac joint. Now, there's no muscle that crosses the back half of this. So assessment of the sacral iliac joint is hugely important. And in fact, when you look at um, the only muscle that crosses it, it's called the piriformis muscle. And that piriformis muscle um, crosses the front half of that sacral iliac joint. And that's what we got to look at because a lot of times people are going to think, oh, man, you know, it's that sacral iliac joint. It's that SI joint. Well, really, the sacral iliac joint is a perfect joint. It never wears out. That's right. I just said never wears out, just like knee joints never wear out. How do we know it doesn't wear out? Because I can show you pictures of people 75, 80 years old that are fine. And I can show you pictures of people that are um, 45, 50 years old with it just destroyed. Now, why do we have to look at the overall body when we're talking about joint problems? Well, because if we, you're looking at a hip dysfunction, you have to look at the problems with the pelvis. And this could be sexual dysfunction, leg pain, walking pain, foot pain, bladder control, bowel control, sciatic nerve. Um, you're, you're, I mean, just a host of things that you do not want to have. I'm telling you right now, nobody wants to have some type of um, dysfunction, okay, of the entire body. And that's what you're looking at because the pelvis houses half of the autonomic nervous system. Uh, why is that important? Well, because if you're looking at the automatic nervous system, and that's what it literally is, automatic or autonomic, um, we, we have to look at uh, the parasympathetic, and that's housed inside of the pelvis. And why is that important? Well, because when you're looking at autonomic dysfunction, you have an automatic nervous system. One part keeps you alive under stress. That's the sympathetics. The other part regenerates tissue. That's the parasympathetics. And the parasympathetic is located half in the neck, half in the pelvis. So we really have to look at pelvic and cervical dysfunction when we're talking about all the autonomic responses. So does that mean when somebody comes in and they have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, that I ask to look at their feet? Absolutely. 
Why? Because if the foot is distorted, that means the nerves that supply the foot are distorted. And then you're talking that uh, pelvic instability or a structural abnormality is contributing to the stress state. It just makes sense. And, and I know you're thinking, wow, a structural abnormality leading to a stress state, and all you got to do is find the problem and fix it? That is true. So we're going to talk about how to assess an unstable sacral iliac joint and what to do with it. And this is going to be not just pelvic instability, but it's what you're going to rehab for um, for literally all of pelvic dysfunctions. Okay, does, does that make sense? You've got to rehab this in order to get your body healthy. Um, and one of the greatest ways, like if you have, a, say, an office worker um, and you sit a lot, you can get a ball chair or you can sit backwards in a chair like a, like a cowboy would. Uh, just think of like those old um, John Wayne movies where he saunters up to the, the card table and he turns the chair around. That's exactly how you can sit. You know, you're going to be sitting with your legs out super wide, and this will actually help. Or you could get a trochanter support. And that's one of the simplest ways to, to work that tissue. And what people are going to say is, well, why don't you look at the psoas muscle? The psoas muscle does crop the, cross the pelvis. And if there is a challenge with the low back, the psoas muscle may be increased in tone. Uh, but taking care of the psoas muscle does not, um, it, muscles do not react on their own. Think of it like this. If you have um, a muscle or you have a piece of meat, okay, on a plate, does it get up and run around the table? No. I mean, you got to figure muscles don't react on their own. So in order to find the, the real problem, you have to look for the dysfunction. And if a hip is malfunctioning, look for the underlying cause. Okay, I'm, I'm just talking common sense. Now, when we're looking at um, uh, the, the biomechanics, so first we've got a hip dysfunction. Then we have to look at hip stability, look at blood supply and nerve supply to the hip. We have to look at gait. Why? Because if you cannot lift your foot if you can't lift your toe up, then you're not going to be able to walk correctly. You're going to be destabilizing the pelvis every time you take a step. Now, what we do, we literally give a block of wood that's a 4 by 4 so it's 3.5 inches high, and we tell people to put the ball of the foot on the block and stretch it. And it's so simple to, to get this um, stretch corrected. But if you have that stretch where you're actually opening up uh, those, um, th that, that calf to restore normal movement of the foot, you're going to take a lot of the stress off of that joint. And then we can look at leg weights. So, and I'm talking significant leg weights, weights of 10 to 20 pounds on a hip distraction. And what that's going to do, think of this. So you're standing up. Now, this is making sure that the pelvis is stabilized. And once the pelvis is stabilized, uh, 
you're going to distract that, create a negative pressure, and dangle it. So just you're going to dangle your leg just like if it was a um, clock. And then we're going to turn sitting into therapy. And again, this is what you're going to do right now. And you can do this stuff today to make a difference. Uh, you can get a liter bottle of water and, or, or anything with that diameter. We use a white foam piece. But this is going to be practical application where the bottom of your elbow is where the bottom of the, the water bottle goes. So it's placed back there for 20 minutes and takes it, take it out for 10 minutes. So 20 minutes in, 10 minutes out. 20 minutes in, 10 minutes out. So this way you're going to turn sitting, driving. Um, at any time your butt is hitting some type of chair, and this is any activity. It could be dinner. It could be the movies. You're going to turn that, that activity into therapy. Now the worst thing that you can do is to lay on your back with both knees bent. Why? Because that's going to flatten out the discs, and it's going to feel better, but it's actually going to do damage. And you can also do certain exercises to restore the curves in the low back. I mean, we're going to go over a number of different exercises that you can do tonight um, to restore the biomechanics of the calf, the foot, the hip, because you have to look at everything. When you're talking the hip, um, you cannot help the hip without correcting the foot, the calf, or the knee. Okay? Um, that, that should be, like, easy. So what's the actual solutions when you're looking for the problem for hip, knee, and foot injuries? Number one thing, you've got to get a full set of x-rays of the neck, the mid-back, the low back, the pelvic area, as well as the area involved, the knee, the foot. So you have to find out what the entire biomechanics of the whole body are. And then once the pelvis and lumbar is starting to be restored, you start on the hip exercises. So I wouldn't recommend any um, knee exercises, foot exercises, or hip exercises until you've identified the problem that's causing it. Doesn't that make sense? So you've got to identify the problem first. Um, and then, knowing that every time you take a step, your biomechanics have to be uh, appropriate. Uh, if you're not having good dorsiflexion or movement of the foot, or your, your foot has bunion formations, so that means your gait's going to be off, all of this has to be changed. And then once you're restoring the nerve supply, the biomechanics, you're causing an inflammatory response at the level of the joints. This is where the supplements and proper nutrition come in. And then look at the toxic, um, because figure prescriptions are toxic to tissue regeneration. This means any non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, any steroids, injections, none of those things um, help with tissue production. So this is, this is where we've got to change this. Now let's look at the knee. The knee is vital. Now, when you bend this knee, it doesn't bend at 90 degrees. It turns to 90 degrees. That's why the, the joint, if you look down at the top and figure the femur pivots on the tibia, the tibia is the main, like, shin bone. It bends twice as much on the inside as it does on the outside of the knee. 
or it has like a like a screw mechanism on it. And so one of the ways that we're going to rehab uh, the knee joint is on a distractive force, but we have to check for patellar tracking. Now again, when doctors say it's bone on bone, um, they're not uh, <laughs> they're not looking with common sense on their X-ray or their MRI. Because remember, inflammation distorts an MRI, and an X-ray that they're going to take. They're only looking at the site of injury. They're not looking at um, the distortion of the bone has an adaptive response. And that's what really is happening. See, when you have an abnormal force loading, that bone is going to distort and change shape. And that distortion may serve you really well. You may be able to have that distortion for, you know, the full 120 years that you're going to be alive. So it's not necessarily the distortion of the bone that's the problem. When you're looking at, let's take the knee, for example, you could have an abnormal patellar tracking. And that's something that has to be addressed. See, you've got a kneecap. It's called the patella. And it's supposed to be guided in the middle. It's literally supposed to be in the middle of the, um, the femur. And it's called patellar tracking. But the big thing with this is that... If the quadricep, which is the big thigh muscle that you got, is tracking abnormally, or if the vastus medialis and the vastus lateralis are flying um, or firing off in an inconsistent fashion, this can have a huge negative response on the body and can actually um, end up causing a huge amount of knee problem when it's not a knee issue it's a low back issue or a quadriceps firing problem. Okay, does that make sense? It, it sure does. Because when you're looking at this, and I'm going to show a number of examples that show that the patella tracking is really the main problem. Okay, and there's ways to assess for patellar tracking. Um, one of the ways, okay, is to contact the, the pelvis. Or, or have the patient laying face up, and literally, you're going to contact that that kneecap and pull it down and in or down and out. And if the if you're moving it further than what it's designed for, like all the way to where it's uncomfortable, that is going to be a weak vastus medialis or a weak vastus lateralis. And I'm going to show you the different positions on how to check that tonight on Facebook. And then this will all be placed next week on uh, YouTube. Um, so we're going to cover the anatomy, the physiology, the neurology, uh, and also go over um, what, um, not just a rehab, but really appreciating that your body okay, is, is literally self-healing and self-regulating. Um, meniscus regenerate, joints regenerate, bones regenerate. Um, and, but you've got to look, a knee problem is not a problem of the knee. If you've had a knee problem, a foot problem, all of these different issues are secondary or are going to cause secondary effects after, say, um, your gait is going to be off. That could be an unstable pelvis. So looking after foot health, knee health, 
all of the different um, aspects uh, of your life, um, it can be putting you in a stress state. And knee health, foot health, um, uh, uh, all joint dysfunction, particularly when it's involved in gait or how you're walking, can have a serious negative effect on your entire metabolic response. Okay, and this is how you adapt. And I'm going to go over patient after patient that used to have um, a disc dysfunction uh, in the in the low back and literally started to get restoration by stabilizing the pelvis, utilizing um, all the stuff that we need to utilize about. Um, what joints need to be replaced, what joints don't. Uh, the, the pump on the back of the leg called the soleus and how that soleus pump or the calf muscle is intimately involved in knee desiccation or drying up and biomechanics of the hip. It seems weird when you're talking about a hip dysfunction. I'm talking about looking at the low back, looking at the neck, looking at distortions of the upper torso. All of this stuff has to be looked at because if it's missed by the doctor, then it's totally going to be um, not appreciated by the patient. So when I talk about common things that are missed in joint rehab, it's looking at the overall body. You've got to look at how the body is functioning. And I'm talking correcting bunion formation, restoring the foot, restoring every biomechanic problem that you could have to restore the overall health of the body. All of this will be done tonight. Um, please get, get to the Extreme Health Academy um, to check out Justin and Kate. We've got a number of different speakers. This weekend, I'm going to go to chiropractic.org, Summit 19. I'll be speaking there Saturday at, um, in Kansas. <laughs> uh, Overland Park, Kansas. But this is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. God bless you, and I love you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.